Hello and welcome to the Daily with Emily. I am so excited to be here. I don't even think that you realize that this feels like a literal dream come true. I have thought about podcasting since like the beginning of podcasting. The second that I found out that it was a thing and just like anyone can jump on and create a podcast. That's something I've thought about. And um, so it honestly is just so exciting to be here today and actually finally taking the steps. Um, I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but part of wanting to create this podcast was is I'm an entrepreneur and I deal with you know, a lot of people I work a lot with around a lot of people who are also entrepreneurs and having a business is just kind of crazy. And there's a lot of mindset obstacles, all of these things that come into play for a lot of us, whether you're, you know, a coach of some sort or a service provider, or you own like a team of people in some sort of setting, there's all these obstacles that no matter how big or small your business is, there's all these things that come up. And so starting this podcast was kind of funny because it's something that I really held myself back from and I really needed to dissect and diagnose myself and all of my limiting beliefs and all these things that were coming up. So huge, huge, just round of applause, happy moment for me to actually be here and finally doing this. So this podcast, as I kind of mentioned before, is going to be everything on like entrepreneur life, tips on selling. I love um, social media and marketing yourself, creating a personal brand. That's something that I do because I, at this point of this podcast recording, am a solo um, business owner. So I, it's just me. I don't really have a team or anything. I have things that I hire out sometimes, but it's just really me and my business. Um, so that is something I'm so passionate about it just in general on social media. And um, anyway, that's a whole other episode that we're not going to dig into right now. But something that I'm recently moving towards loving as well is mindset. And mindset, as I just kind of mentioned, mindset is just such a huge piece of not just only for every single person in the world, um, but also really especially with a lot of business owners, because um, when you own a business, it's literally like you need to have therapy for yourself, essentially, to really get to the root of all the things that hold you back, limiting beliefs. Um, positive attitude, affirmations, things that you believe in yourself that you're capable of. Like there's just such a huge list of all of these really limiting things that come up in our minds, some things we feel more comfortable th- doing, some things we don't feel comfortable doing. And um, so, yeah, I've just really been diving down the whole mindset space and really dissecting and learning about who I am, why I am the way that I am. And I just am so excited. Um, I will be interviewing a lot of really amazing guests as often as I possibly can on this podcast because I love a really good chit chat type of style conversation. That's where I really thrive and love. But I also have a lot of really good solo planned episodes for you guys as well. Um, But we have some really cool guests planned um, ahead within these next couple months. So um, I actually have an intuitive eating coach coming on, mindset manifestation coach. Um, and then a couple other uh, beauty business owners as well who have some really good insight and inspiration for you guys. So this is definitely going to be the podcast if you are especially somebody who's new to business or looking to grow your business and not really sure, um, you know, maybe like where you want to go. I really want to have a wide variety of people on that can really help you point in the right direction um, and kind of like spark up some interest in you. I think that's something that I 
um, used to struggle with more so than I do now. Like it's still something that comes up, but there's just so many things in the world and on the internet that we see on a daily. And um, yeah, so I think it's just really going to be exciting to share a lot of different opportunities for growth um, in the health, wellness, and whole business, money-making, all of that fun stuff. So today my goal here is I just want to share a little bit of a backstory on me and uh, my business that I actually currently own, um, just so you guys can get an idea of who I am and all of that fun stuff. So obviously my name is Emily. <laughs> you can probably tell by the name of the podcast name. Um, but I am 29 years old, 29 years old, and I have actually owned my business for nine years. So I started on my business when I was pretty young. I was 20 years old. And the business that I started out um, was actually at the time um, was a waxing business. And the reason I kind of jumped into this, and this will probably resonate with some of you as well. Um, I feel like when I was younger, like starting a business at 20, I was still so young and I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I have to figure out something to do with my life, but I don't really know what that looks like for me. And sitting there and I was seeing all of these people go to school and I did, I just didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. So actually a really funny story because knowing myself now at 29 years old and looking back at my 18 year old self, I just, I'm in disbelief that this was the same person. Um, but I grew up in a very traditional type household um, in the country and like literally the middle of nowhere. We did not have cell phone service. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 16 years old, which with my age, obviously that, you know, wasn't super uncommon where I lived um, in particular. But again, like just really out in the country, very like hippie type lifestyle out there and um, very traditional. So my dad worked, he had a business and he dealt with everything with the money and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. She's such an amazing stay-at-home mom. Like she cooked muffins for us, like fresh baked goods. Every single morning we had um, breakfast made for us every single day. Our lunches made for us. We always had dinner, you know, an organized house <laughs> to some extent. And uh, just a really, really traditional type lifestyle. So that's what was really normalized to me. And then when I graduated high school, I just got, I had a partner. I the same partner that I actually have to this day. His name is Garrett. And um, so when I was graduating high school, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be like a stay-at-home wife. Like, I don't really want to work uh, because that's what I saw my whole life. My dad went to work. He dealt with all the stressful, businessy, money type stuff. And my mom had her own um, priorities at home. So I was like, you know what? I almost felt like too good to work. It was a really weird thing that I dealt with that I was like, I'm not going to get a job because I don't want to go and work like some, you know, bunk ass, stupid job that's going to pay me minimum wage. I almost just kind of felt like I was too good for that. And I know that sounds so terrible, but um, that's genuinely how I felt. And that was a whole thing I had to work around as well, because that's so not, I don't resonate with that at all anymore. Because um, now I'm all about like, you just do what you have to do to get ahead and, and work hard work and all these things um, and the levels of hard work. So Looking back, it's a little bit mind-blowing to me. Um, but so my partner at the time and still is, uh, he was a welder. And he wasn't making like crazy, crazy money. But, you know, my dad had a logging company and that was all really normalized um, to us. Like, right, like having a husband who's, I don't know, like what type of collar the saying is, red collar, blue collar, whatever. Um, 
but to me, I thought he was making, you know, okay money. We lived in this apartment um, in this tiny town. And I was like, you know what? This is going to work for me. It's going to be great. A little did I know that that was going to cause severe depression. That was not diagnosed, but I know um, in my heart of hearts that I was dealing with on some level, um, some level of depression. And so it wasn't really until we moved to a different house and, you know, my boyfriend, he definitely sat and he was like, you know, like you need to get a job. And I was like, I really don't want to get a job. And his parents, I know, like didn't love that I um, wasn't working, which myself now being older, I totally understand. But at the time I was like, this is just what's normal. So anyway, I ended up getting a couple of just like small jobs, worked at a candle shop for a little bit. And then I ended up uh, working at a liquor store and then I was working at a liquor store and a, at a pub and just doing kind of both. There was days where sometimes I would work 14 hours a day and it felt so good to have my own money. But I knew that I was working a lot of nights, things like that. And I just knew that that wasn't something I wanted to do long term. It was fine for my early 20s, but I knew that I wanted something more. Um, so that's when I really started to be like, hey, like, what do I want? And I remember being so interested in so many different things. Like, um, I remember specifically wanting to be like a massage therapist. And I was like, oh, massage therapy sounds really interesting. Um, but I didn't really... I was like, well, it sounds good, but like, I don't, I don't know if that's like a hundred percent what I want to do. And that was the same thing. Like I, at one point in my life and I still, it's something I totally would love to be, but it's just not in the cards for me at this moment in my life. Um, was to be a psychiatrist, oh my God, a psychi psychiatrist, psychiatrist, or a psychologist, some sort of therapist. Um, that's something I always was really drawn to. So those are both pretty far, like opposite ends of the spectrum. And I, another thing I always thought about was hair. So <laughs> I had these like really big, wide variety of different things that, you know, were interesting to me. So I really had to sit down with myself and I was like, okay, Emily, so you have this wide variety of options of things that you might be interested in, but um, you're never going to make up your mind. You're just going to run in circles, which a lot of people do. <laughs> I know people who are, you know, my boyfriend's going to this right now. He's 30. He's turning 31 right away here. And he says, uh, I still don't even know what I want to do with my life. <laughs> I think that's a normal piece of life that most of us um, go through. But anyway, so my sister, she was working as a nail tech. And I remember like she was like killing it. Okay. Like at, at the time I was like, man, you have so much money. You have so many clients. Like, look at how well you're doing. And I, I was like, well, I don't want to do nails because I'm not creative. You'll learn this about me. I have absolutely no artistic skill level. Um, but I was like, okay, well, what can I do that's similar? And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, okay, so in order to choose a career, I'm going to kind of figure out like what I want for my career rather than the career itself. Um, so I really had to sit down and I was like, okay, so I want, I knew that I was working nights and I didn't really want to be working nights anymore. So I decided that choosing my own hours was important. So that really took off a lot of like nursing, doctors, like all those things. I didn't want to work nights. And another thing that I was like, okay, well, I want to be able to make my own make any sort of money that I wanted to make. I didn't want to have any limits or somebody telling me like, this is how much you're allowed to work and this is how much you're going to make an hour. So 
after really figuring those two things out, I don't remember there was another one that I can't remember what it was, but there was three that I specifically had on the table that I was like, hey, these are non-negotiable. This is what I need in my life to make me happy career-wise. So that is when I was like, okay, I need to be an entrepreneur. I need to start a business. And looking at my sister, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do something like this. So that's when I started. I took a, a night cl- a course. Um, it was a week-long night course um, in the near city to me, which was about an hour away, an hour and a half, hour and 15. And I did this and I started working during my days. Uh, I was waxing clients and then in the evenings I was serving. And I was really good money like with the combo of having the waxing business and then also having the serving business on the side I had let go of the liquor store um job and I was like hey like this is actually okay and then what I did was I went and took another night program on how to learn how to do lash extensions and when I tell you (laughs) that I hated doing lash extensions like it was like the bane of my existence um, I genuinely hated it. I spent, I think it was $1,200 on this initial course. And I'm like, I am a hustler. I am a go-getter. And I, at the time, especially I did have some like guilt around spending money. So I was like, well, shit. Okay. I need to now go, I'm going to work doing lash extensions until I have my $1,200 paid back. So that's what I did. I found some clients. Lash extensions were very, very new at the time. Um, I didn't, there was like, I think there was like a handful of other people um, in my local area doing lash extensions and just classics at the time. There was no such thing as volume. I think there was one girl who was doing volume and I was like, how do you make them so thick? And I was like doubling up on classics. Anyway, if you're not a lash artist, you don't know what that means. But anyway, so I took me about a month probably, a couple weeks to a month to make that $1,200 back. And by the time I was finished making that money back, I was like, okay, I have a huge influx of clients coming in. Everyone wants a service done. It's like way crazier busy than the waxing thing. Like the waxing was good, but the lashes were great. So I was like, okay, I think there's like a market here for this. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm sticking with this. I I learned it enough. I got better at it. And um, even though I was like literally still so terrible looking back at the lashes I used to do, it's so bad. But like I said, there wasn't a huge like standard of what was good and what was bad at the time because there was like nobody doing it. So anyway, so I did that for multiple years. I just did the classic thing for four years. I um, didn't really progress anywhere in my business. Uh, I remember I was charging like at the time it was like probably $30 a fill. And I remember being like, wow. I'm making $30 an hour and I'm like basically rich. <laughs> I was working so many clients a day too. Like sometimes I do nine clients a day. Um, and I was like, yeah, while well, I'm working at nine hours a day, $30 an hour, I'm doing great. Um, but that later I'll talk about that. I'm sure like not that in my opinion is not the proper way to have a lash business. Now I'm much higher priced. I only see um, a few clients a day um, and I'm probably making around the same amount of money without hustling my life away because that was just not for me so like I said I did that for like four years and then I went and did a bunch of continual education once I got into doing the continual education around like doing lashes and stuff that really like lit a fire under my ass where I was like okay I think this could be like a really good business and there's people who are making like a lot of money doing this and I think that I want to just be like known for being really really good really thorough 
And of course, I want to be able to make money as well. And I think that owning this business, it brought so much passion to me in my life that I I almost genuinely, I look back now and I look at my mom who didn't work. She works now. Um, she doesn't really have like a crazy career path or anything, but I look back and I'm like, wow, I feel like being an entrepreneur, as hard as it can be sometimes, it brings such a sense of validation in your life. And not every single person wants to be self-employed. I absolutely understand that. Um, but oh my God, for the people who get to try it or or self-motivated, I do think you have to be a pretty self-motivated person to be an entrepreneur, but I knew I was like this this is amazing and actually one of my really good friends she's gonna be one of my next episodes coming on here soon um we talk about that a lot like as much as being in business can be really difficult and draining and be a lot of work it is just the most validating thing in the world to me and I think I say this all the time my sense of self success how I feel about myself on a daily basis is very very dependent on how well my business is doing I know that might not sound totally 100% healthy but I just know that that like I feel 100% validated and really good in my life and everything else is working out well when my business is functioning the way that I want it to function of course that doesn't mean that it is great all the time because there's absolutely not and we're going to talk about that in later episodes because Owning a business is like a literal roller coaster of ups and downs, and it's probably very bad for your mental health. But if you know, you know. If you love it, you love it. So it was really interesting. I moved my lashing business. Um, I was still seeing clients, of course, but I did end up moving my business um, and doing a little bit more of in-person education. That's really how the industry was going at the time. Uh, if you wanted to expand a business, you either like started a product line, um, started in-person educating, or you open a space. And so I went down the education path. And in like when COVID hit and we had this whole pandemic that was like so unknown and really scary for a lot of people, right? Um, I had to take a step away from online education. And it was really interesting because I felt very drained. Like looking back, I remember teaching classes and I was like, I feel so exhausted. I never really felt like my heart was super in it. And um, so it was a really good excuse for me to actually just like take a moment during the pandemic um, where I live. We weren't allowed to actually work. So everything was on shutdown. Um, so I think and then I had like four months off. And I actually just got to like sit there and I was like, okay, like what do I want to do with my life? <laughs> and at the time I was like, I don't want to see lash clients. I actually got really, really sick from being exposed to the lash adhesive. That's something that I can talk about later, but I'm not going to get into that today. And I was like, okay, I literally can't work in the fumes anymore. And I knew that I didn't want to do like in-person training. So then I went on this like crazy, intense health journey, which again, is something I'll probably talk about in a different episode. Um, which was great. And it's all like a piece of my life, a piece of my puzzle, all the things that I've done in my life to help me get to where I am today. Um, but I ended up taking a health coaching program. And it was just like a little like <laughs> a little like off the off my current path, right? It is like when I decided to go spend this money and go do this other crazy thing and learn how to become a coach. 
And as much as, you know, the health coaching thing didn't really work out for me, it wasn't what I didn't really feel drawn to it. Um, and I ended up coming back to the lash industry. I love that portion of my life because I really just kind of like sat down and was like, what do I want? Like, what do I see myself doing? And that's where this whole world of having an online presence really became more known to me. So once I came back into the lash industry, I'd done some healing that he said wasn't bothering me anymore. That's when I was like, okay, how can I like utilize my skill set and what I've learned through health coaching and now move this into a place where I'm going to have this in my lash business because my lash business is really where it like fires me up and fuels me. And I have a lot of knowledge and expertise um, in this field. So that's where I was like, okay, I'm going to throw these together. And I started coaching online, um, but it still wasn't really what my business wasn't like going specifically where I wanted it to be. So what I did was I decided to learn how to make an online course. So in 2022, May of 2022, I launched my first online course called Retention Fix. Retention Fix is an online course for lash artists who are struggling with lash retention. If you're not a lash artist, what that means essentially is that the lash extensions aren't staying on. Um, if you've had your lashes done, you've probably had this happen before where you're losing extensions without a natural lash attached. And that's something that I got really good at. That's a huge, huge, huge issue in the industry um, where the number one, the lashes aren't lasting. Then the lash artist is like spending all this time and money doing fixes and wasting money on products and all these things. So that's something that I was like, okay, I'm good at this and I'm going to be able to fix this for everybody. <laughs> so that's how I built my online course on. And I loved, loved, loved that, that um, transition, transitional period in my business. Um, but I still was struggling because as much as like, I love passive income and like um, passive income is an amazing thing that if you have a business in the beauty industry, um, creating these extra little pieces or like little online products that you can sell is just such a really awesome way to just make some extra money. Um, but I knew that, and like, it's so funny how the world works and how like passion always will shine through. Um, I remember taking a online business course on like how to like learn how to coach. It was like part of my coaching, um, sorry, um, health coaching pro program. And I remember like feeling like, like this sort of like envy towards the instructor because she had a very successful multi-million dollar business. And I remember thinking that I was like, I want to learn. I want to teach business. I love business. I'm a Capricorn. Um, Capricorns love money. <laughs> this is something that I want to talk about. And it's something that I thought about actually being since being a little kid. Like I thought about money and I've always loved to talk about money. So um, also a really interesting piece with this because I don't really find myself to be a super jealous person or have this sense of envy. Um, but I just listened to this the other day and I, I resonated with me so much that if you pay attention to the little things in life or the big things in life that make you feel jealous or envious of somebody else, those are really, really good cues that you, that person who you have those feelings towards has some has something that you want. That is your inner self, the universe, whatever, 
telling yourself, hey, that is a direction that I should potentially move in. Um, I think it's a really interesting thing. And I heard that I was like, okay, that makes so much sense. Because how often, you know, I could meet somebody who moved to this beautiful apartment, like insane building in Dubai, and is living this life. And I would just feel so over the moon for that person because that doesn't really resonate with something that I feel drawn to in my life. I don't really want to move to Dubai. Maybe I'd love to travel there. Um, But it, it has no, there's nothing that connects me to that. But if you were to tell me somebody was living in this beautiful, like, acreage in, I don't know, let's say California and... They have this huge old house, like on a mansion, but this large heritage type vintage home. Even though I would feel so happy for that person because I really just feel like feeling happy and grateful and express all these amazing things for other people, there would be a piece of me that I would be like, oh my God, her house is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Look at her brand new G-Wagon. Um, I would feel envious of that because those are things that I'm like would potentially want in my life. Um, So picking up on those jealous kind of envy cues is just so, so, so important. So as I was in this business program, I was feeling that at the time I wasn't aware um, that that was probably an indicator (laughs) that she had something that I wanted. So and the same thing happened for me when I was actually learning how to build my online course. I worked with a, a business coach as well, or I did a business program to learn how to do that. All the techie stuff. I'm not techie. Now, thank God, um, we're moving on to a year, a full year of having an online business. And I have been able to learn all of those techie things that were so foreign to me and so scary um, that full year ago. Um But yeah, I had those same sense of feelings towards her as well, even though like she's a really big traveler. And I'm not a big traveler. That's, again, not really what I want. But I felt so envious that she just has this, like, amazing, successful business that she can help other people um, teach other people to have an amazing, successful business as well. So looking back on that, that all leads you to the path of, you know, where I am now. And I hope that you can pick up on these cues as well for yourself in your life because they are just such good indicators um, to pay attention to. But anyway, so now... On this whole new path, I'm still doing lashes at this current moment. Um, but now I'm actually working to help um, other beauty business owners because the same field that I'm in um, work on creating their own online courses. Um, and I love doing this because as much as I love the passive income side of things, I also genuinely, like really in my soul, love to connect and coach people And so it's just, again, it's so funny how these little things that we do throughout our life kind of all build up um, into something that's kind of all blended together, right? All of our little experiences in life really create and shape who we are as people. So that's what I'm doing today. And oh, I'm sure this will change over time. It's so interesting. Businesses grow, people evolve, and everything can is, I'm always open to change and growth. So um, yeah, that's what I'm doing today. It's really exciting. I actually have another group coaching program um, for beauty business owners to help them not only create like the actual 
physical like digital product um and all the techie stuff behind that because oh my god it's so freaking overwhelming now when you know how to do it like for me and my coaching program like we have a really really easy um step-by-step method to break this down for you guys to get it out within a three-month span um it is technically self-paced so there's no like limitation on oh you have to have your course out by three months um but we also i have a really good deep dive on transferring over from being like a service provider like me so i was just doing the launches um so transferring over from whatever you're doing as a service provider into becoming an authority and building that online business i think that's something a lot of people have this disconnect with where they're like well i just do lashes or i just do microblading or whatever the case is how do i move that over and how do i become an authority and an educator um so that's a really big piece of my course as well and then we also go into selling because i hated sales for so freaking long i literally didn't like i well i knew how much i hated sales and then it wasn't until maybe like a couple months ago where i'm like wait it feels really good to me and the thing that i love about my group coaching program online course creation is that it's not only just pre-recorded content for you to do on your own time um there's also a live coaching component as well which i don't really see a lot of people doing when it comes to course creation i see a lot of self-paced stuff which is self-paced stuff is really really awesome um and as i stated before like it is technically self-paced but having those um weekly live coaching sessions are just so helpful especially because we're all in a similar um industry and then we can bounce ideas off each other and we can you know be in a space of people who get like what we're going through um and i think it's just such a really good easy way to get like market research again being with a group of people that you know are in a similar industry it's just so so helpful and like honestly like nothing else i feel like we see how see a lot of um group coaching programs with um a wide variety of different um career paths and as much as that is amazing i know that for myself every single time i've actually done a group coaching program they all have been um, with multiple different people from different industries and it's very interesting to learn but i didn't really feel like it was very helpful for me um, I know I remember when I was health coaching, um, a lot of the other people in the industry were like fitness coaches or um, like makeup people. And I remember like listening to them and it just was really hard to connect and being a part of these group coaching programs. I was like, oh man, like I just wish that other people understood what I was going through. Um, and then as well as like this other one of those rec- recent um, programs that I did, it was a lot of like social media managers, um, health coaches, which now myself being in the beauty space, as interesting as that was to listen to, it definitely wasn't like resonating with me and myself um, and what my business is. So that was a really big, important piece for me um, to just have similar people in a similar industry. Um, It just makes things so much easier and we can all really like understand you know what the industry means industry norms that maybe other people in like the health coaching space or whatever wouldn't really necessarily understand um so if you're listening to this and you're like oh my god this sounds really amazing and you've been thinking about creating an online course and you want to do so in a way that is very very easy step by step you need to have absolutely no tech experience you don't need to have a course topic idea this is all things that i help you with 
then you can go on either to my TikTok or my Instagram and you can go and join the waitlist. It's just online course creation waitlist. And there's going to be a new group coaching program round starting in the beginning of June. So again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am so excited for all of the amazing new guests that, I'm, that I have planned to come on. But if you've been, you know, wanting to come on to a podcast and you feel like you fit in and you have a business that you want to showcase or you have some really good insight, amazing stuff to share, I would love to hear from you if you want to come on or if you have if you have somebody in mind that you really think that you would really like to listen to. I'm looking forward to hearing from everybody and I hope you have an amazing day. Goodbye.